0: Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River
1: Resort.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, Richard Cross and Michael Borky with you on a Winter Wonderland Monday. And that's winter, not winter. Normally Mondays would be for winners and losers. Today's going to be a little bit different. Uh, some issues in getting everybody to the studio today. Uh, Michael Borky told you on Friday that he was a four-wheel drive man, that, that he had uh, a four-wheel drive top Uh And yet, looking uh, out his window and watching somebody else spin out in his neighborhood, he thought it was uh, probably not the best idea. Look, Brian Haydag, I'm not even sure he can spell stick shift. We know he can't drive a stick (laughs) shift. And so the idea of him getting behind the wheel and driving on a sheet of ice in Starkville today wasn't going to work. And so... We're coming at you a little bit different, but we're glad to have you along. We do remind you that uh, on normal days, you can text the show on the ceasefire text line. That number, uh, if you don't have it, you can save in your phone as 601 879 4395. 601 879 4395. So let me tell you what we're going to do this afternoon. Uh, we're going to spend the, uh, the first hour with you. This is obviously pre recorded, we're not trying to pull anything over on you. We're going to talk about some of what happened over the weekend. Uh, In the 4 o'clock hour, we are going to revisit our conversation from last week with Mike Bianco. Uh, He spent about 45 minutes uh, with me, uh, sitting down, kind of talking uh, through uh, thoughts about the upcoming season, thoughts about this tournament in Arlington that is scheduled to begin on Friday. I am holding my breath, hoping that we don't get some random email or random notification that says, Due to travel difficulties, the college baseball showdown will not be played. Uh, and, and if you just tune into to the end of that, I did not say it's not going to be played. I said, I hope we don't get the message that it's not going to be played. So uh, that's all coming up in uh, a conversation with Ryan Brown at the 5 o'clock hour as well. But we're glad to be with you. And what weekend? I mean, look, we can you, you can say if you're from Chicago or New York or Colorado, that we're cheesy, that we're weird, that we act funny when the snow comes. I don't care. It's fun. It's beautiful. The only problem is, at least where I am, and, Borky, I think where you are as well, we really haven't gotten much snow. We've just gotten ice. It's been nothing but sleet uh, in north Mississippi since about, oh six o'clock or so this morning. And I kept thinking that we were going to get a big batch of snow on top of it. We may still, but that has not happened yet.
3: Yeah, that's all it is. And those same people, by the way, that uh, make fun of Southerners for not being able to drive in the snow or whatever, Uh, when it's 90 degrees, have them call me and and tell me how they feel (laughs) when it gets hot in the summer. But yeah, that's all it is. I mean, we, we haven't even taken the little guy out in the yard yet because it's just, you know, a few inches of ice. Everything is completely frozen over. I talked a big game I I talked a really big game on Friday. Uh, Turns out my neighbor, who's got a four-wheel drive pickup truck that uh, backed out of his driveway okay, but I was watching to see if it was a risk I was going to take, tried to go up the ever-so-slight hill on our street. It's not big at all, and was spinning and spinning and spinning. And so, um, yeah, my big game lasted about a day because there was – unless you wanted me to walk 10 miles to the studio, which I, I guess I could have done. I would have had to have left a few hours ago. Uh, to get there on time, uh, I decided against it. So it, it's not the good snow day. I mean, kids don't have school, and they get to go outside. And sledding's probably great, but, like, you're not building any
4: snowmen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, currently, as, uh, as we record this, I'm looking out my window, and the kids are uh, they're running around. They've got sleds. They're kind of on and off the four-wheeler. I- I'll say this. Er- early this morning, early, I mean, after breakfast this morning, Obi was ready to go. He was like, let's let's go. Because we, we, we got the sleds out last night. After we got about a half inch of, of sleet ice last night, we got the sleds out and had some good sled time on the hill. hill. Um, but he wanted me to get the four-wheeler, which was actually parked somewhere else. So I had to hook up a trailer and go get that last night. And everybody was like, oh, the road's going to be okay. And the roads were fine. I mean, if, if you go slow, it's going to be okay. So we got that back. And so he was all jazzed up about doing that this morning. And after about five minutes... In fourteen degrees, with sleet coming down, even like with a, a gator kind of just below your eyes, and hit, it, man, it was miserable, miserable. And so uh, we did it for a little while, and they've just uh, they've kind of gone outside for uh, for round two. Uh, so yeah, that'd be fun. You know, if you build a snowman right now out of this, or if you build an iceman, there's a good chance that it's still going to be there next Monday uh, because of the composition of what you're building. And because of the fact that it's not going to get above freezing until, like, Thursday. But uh, not complaining. It's fun. It's different. And uh, I think that we're all thankful that this only happens about once every two or three years. So in terms of sports news, basketball over the weekend. Ole Miss went to South Carolina. It got a little bit closer at the end than probably it should have. And Ole Miss was good at the free throw line for much of the game, but then missed, what, six free throws in the last three or four minutes of the game. Uh, I think Devontae Shuler missed one. Um, Romello White missed one. K.J. Buffin missed a couple. There was another one that Devontae Shuler missed. And it it got a little bit closer than you thought it was going to. Ole Miss had an eight-point lead at the half, 36-28, And then actually I got outscored by one in the second half. They win it by seven. But I do feel like we've gotten to the point where how you win doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is do you win? And the Rebels did that, and they've now won four in a row. So they've gone from three and six in the SEC, Borky, to now seven and six in the league. And with each passing win, we go from on the edge of the bubble, the conversation, to maybe there's a legitimate chance that they can get into the tournament.
3: Oh, yeah. And that game in and of itself was just ugly and not because the teams were bad. I mean, if you're calling a game where you let 73 free throws happen, there's something wrong with you. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, they're still in it. And the funny thing about the bubble is like right now I've had a couple of conversations and people are like, yeah, well, you know, beating South Carolina doesn't do you anything. Well, no, it doesn't. You're right. It kept them in the conversation winning that game kept them involved but it didn't advance them any however if you look at the other teams on the bubble they're all flawed they they all are going to lose games here in the next few weeks it's to be on the bubble does not mean you're a very good basketball team so it's not like they're chasing Baylor out here and trying to catch up to them they're chasing other teams that are just barely above 500 in their conference that are probably going to lose games here soon and if the weather allows it I think having lsu added back onto your schedule again this week is huge for that team because they get an opportunity at a quadrant one win and i think it adds to their margin for error i don't know if the game gets played i don't know if losing to lsu this week will will be out i don't think it's one of those kind of games south carolina probably but this week it's a real opportunity and i don't know i mean they are Just out-efforting their opponents. They're out-physicaling their opponents. They're playing really good defense. They're starting to score, thanks in part to a bunch of free throws on Saturday. But it's very, very real right now. And the SEC office kind of threw them a bone. I know there are some people that are unhappy about it, but I think you should be thrilled with the chance to play LSU because if you win this game, I mean, now it's more than just can you get back on the bubble? Now it's hey, can you improve your seating if you can find a way to win this game on Wednesday? So, it's a big deal to get this game, and they just they keep taking care of business the way that everybody thought they were going to going into this season. It just took them half the year to figure it out. Yeah, and the story on Saturday, and I think
2: it's a cool one, was Devontae Shuler. Because he basically went back home and had a career-high 31 points in 34 minutes on 8 of 13 shooting. I mentioned he missed a couple of free throws at the very end. That was after he had made a ton of free throws. He was 13 of 16 from the line. Borgie, you're right. In terms of watching a game, that was a hard game to watch because it was ugly, which is kind of what you expect against South Carolina, and yet... For, what, the third straight game Ole Miss scored in the 80s, and this was a team that couldn't spell 80 two weeks ago.
0: This show was previously recorded.
1: Your news, your talk, your weather, and your sports, all in one place, supertalk.fm. Every show, every podcast, and every leap-breaking story, all in one place, supertalk.fm. Super Talk Mississippi.
5: Just seems to me people have so much
1: invested in not telling the truth. When you want the truth.
5: Simply because it might hurt some feelings.
1: And nothing but the truth. Lose some subscribers. You want the Gallo Radio Show. I just think in this
5: audience, you still believe that if you tell the truth, you
1: come out ahead. The Gallo Radio Show. And if you tell yourself otherwise, you're lying to yourself. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental, where we create a comfortable environment for our patients. Capital Dental offers general and family dentistry and teeth whitening. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson
10: on Lakeland Drive. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs, but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go. With them esi supply is your flame resistant clothing headquarters if we don't have it we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook esi supply 601-933-4910 and online at ESISupply.net. esi supply your flame
11: resistant clothing headquarters
5: Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of
0: the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today.
13: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Supertalk Jackson 97.3.
0: Was previously recorded.
2: Again, sports talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm FM with you on this Monday afternoon. Richard Cross and Michael Borky. Hope you're being safe. If you do happen to find yourself on the roads today, uh, slow down. It, however fast you're going right now, if you'll take your foot off the accelerator just a little bit, it'll be a good thing. So uh, I, I'm done being your mom. That that sounds like what my wife <laughs> says to me when I'm walking out the door. So. Uh, maybe I should stop that, but, uh, it's the biggest key though, when you're, when you're driving in this mess, just slow down. If you, if you give yourself plenty of time, you will be okay. All right. So I sure messed that up a minute ago. You may not have, maybe I
3: misheard you and, and I don't know. It sounded like you said UCF hired Jeff Levy, which, uh, is almost true. What I intended
2: to say was UCF did not hire Jeff Levy, and I actually kind of have mixed emotions about it. That was supposed to be the T. So you got the announcement this morning that UCF is hiring Gus Malzahn. And first of all, let's just do that just for a second. That feels like a good hire. And Gus had a really good record at Auburn. Yes, he had the three wins against Alabama, which is more than anybody else did in the SEC. Gus Malzahn's a good football coach. Whether or not you think he is Nick Saban, or you think he's Dabo Sweeney or Urban Meyer or whomever you think is the best? That's not really the debate. The bottom line is, though, a group of five coach just went and hired a really, really successful SEC coach whose biggest sin at Auburn was being boring. I mean, I, I think that's if if Gus Malzahn had been a little more charismatic and had been a little more, uh, I don't know, had that ability to sell and connect. And make people feel like he really cared about them. I'm not talking about his players. I'm talking about people outside the program. He might still be the coach at all. But he was just kind of a football
14: coach guy, whatever. Just on Coach
2: Ball. And I think that wore out. People thought he was boring. And he didn't beat Auburn enough. And he didn't beat Georgia. I'm sorry. He didn't beat Georgia enough. And because of the outlandish expectations, there are people that actually think he didn't beat Alabama enough. Which is kind of insane given the time and the era in which he is coaching at Auburn so on the Gus Malzahn side of things what do you think Morky about UCF hiring
11: him
3: yeah remember a few weeks ago we had the discussion uh, whether or not UCF was going to make a better hire than Tennessee yes I, I think they might have I-, I don't know this may would have made a ton of sense uh, for Tennessee to me I mean That program needed consistency, which he brought to Auburn. Maybe he didn't win enough, but they were consistent. Never bad. Maybe not good enough, but never bad. Uh, He's a good recruiter and would have been pretty stable. I think UFC, UFC, UCF, did a really good job here. Um, I mean, there's questions about whether or not his offensive guru uh, label is still intact. I mean, it's a place that has had nothing but explosive offenses for years now. Dylan Gabriel will help that effort. He's a heck of a lot better than Bo Nix could ever dream of being. So he's definitely going to upgrade at quarterback. But it makes sense. I mean, he gets really undersold on what kind of a job he did at Auburn. I I think that I had somebody in my Twitter mentions earlier say that uh, he underachieved with elite resources at Auburn. And I thought, they're very good. It's one of the better jobs in college football, but does Auburn have anything that Alabama doesn't? Does Auburn have anything that Georgia doesn't? Does Auburn have anything that Florida doesn't or LSU or Texas A&M? Or, I mean, it's the SEC. Everybody's got what Auburn has. Um, and then he's down the road from the greatest college football coach of all time that has built a machine that we have a hard time like really putting into words. We really undersell what Gus Malzahn did considering what he was up against, and I'm I'm kind of happy for the guy. I think he deserves a, a, another shot at somewhere that's going to be a little bit more appreciative, and I think he found that at, uh, at UCF. I'm fascinated to see if it works or not, but uh, he's definitely going to have a better quarterback, for sure, with uh, Gabriel instead of Bo Nix. So these next couple years for him, um, I mean, he should have more weapons, and ability to actually get creative on offense. I'm interested in it. I think it's a good hire. I think it's a better one than the one that Tennessee made. And it's also, as you noted, it's very good for Ole Miss at the expense of Jeff Levy, but getting to keep him around for a year is great for that program, too. Gus
2: Malzahn at Auburn was 68-35 and 35 in eight years, and they went 39-27 and 27 in league play. So 12 games above 500. I mean, that's basically what, you're five-and-a-half and two-and-a-half and two and in the league every year? I mean, r- roughly. I'm not sure I'm doing that math exactly right, but uh, but pretty darn close to it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of success for Gus in his time at Auburn, and I, I guess you wish him the-, the best. So here's the mixed emotion piece for me at Jeff Levy. I know there are a lot of old Miss fans that were, you know, let- letting out their hallelujahs this morning when-, when they heard that Gus Malzahn was named the head coach. It's hard for me to, like – sheer jeff levy not getting a head coaching job because clearly that's what he wants to do i mean right he the, the opportunity not only to be a head coach but to be a head coach in a place where he was familiar to have a chance to uh get a you know a, a great job i mean i i we've talked about it i think the best group of five job that's out there at what 31 32 years old i mean that's that's crazy now I'm not feeling terribly sorry for Jeff Levy, but it's not just financial. I mean, you could say, well, he's making, you know, he was making $700,000 a year to go at Ole Miss after making a couple hundred thousand the year before at UCF, and he just got bumped to 1.2. So I, it's not financial. I don't feel too terribly sorry for Jeff Levy because his future's bright. And it's just a matter of time. He's going to get an opportunity. He's going to get a big opportunity. There's a chance, Borky, that this plays out for Jeff Levy the way Ole Miss, former Ole Miss baseball assistant, had something play off, play out. I'm going to take you way back. You remember Dan McDonald desperately wanted to be a head coach. He was Mike Bianco's lead assistant. His goal was always to be a head coach. He knew he was in a great situation. He was recruiting at a really high level at Ole Miss, and he thought he had the opportunity to be a head coach. And he interviewed for the Memphis job. And he ended up not getting the Memphis job. Memphis, I think that's when they hired Darren Schoenrock, who is a phenomenal human being, and I think he's a pretty good baseball coach. But oh, how the path for Dan McDonald might have been different had he gotten the Memphis job as opposed to a year later or two years later, whichever it was, getting the Louisville job. The Louisville job that goes from Big East to ACC that has taken him to four College World Series or maybe he's taken them to four College World Series. So sometimes the job that you think you want and you want right now because you want to be a head coach, sometimes it works out if it takes another year or another couple of years and you end up in a better situation. Again, I'm not downplaying this job because I think UCF is a great job and would have been a great opportunity, and they would have had a chance to just kind of continue the continuity at UCF with what they've done offensively for the last few years had Jeff Levy gotten that job. But maybe in the long run it works out for Jeff Levy, and as a nice consolation prize, he did just sign a new multi-year contract at Ole Miss. Where he's making over a million dollars a year to call plays, so it's not all bad for Jeff Levy.
3: Yeah, fallback plan that nets you a million or not nets you, but grosses you a million two uh, living in Mississippi is not a pretty, not a pretty bad fallback plan. Um, No, especially when and and on top of that, he's got a quarterback, right? I mean, he's got he's got
2: a, a quarterback that has a chance to be a Heisman Trophy candidate, and there's no reason to think that the offense if they're able to figure out how to replicate the production you know, by group or with an individual or whatever of Elijah Moore, that's going to replicate the numbers that they put up a year ago.
3: Exactly. And then, I mean, UCF, we've said many times, I think it's better than a lot of Power 5 jobs. But still, you have another year like this, where Matt Corral throws for 4,500 yards and uh, you have one of the better offenses in the country, just like you had the year prior, and Power 5 jobs are calling, Potentially. I mean, the coaching carousel, once hopefully we get past the COVID thing, it's going to kick up again. And if you are, you know, maybe not like Texas is coming open anymore, but there are going to be some power five jobs that come available. And we've noted that, that it's harder now to hire sitting coaches maybe than it's ever been. And I mean... you could do a heck of a lot worse than an offensive coordinator that in his first year had the most successful offense in SEC football history. That's not hyperbole. That's not uh, homerism, nothing. No, statistically, that was the best offense by yards per game in SEC football history. Better than 2019 LSU. So it's... um, that's really it would, it would, think, that's pretty remarkable. When,
2: yeah, when you say that part of it out say, out loud, when you say better than twenty nineteen LSU, yeah. you go, oh, Hold on a second, really, really? Yeah, yeah. And what you had two offenses that were better than that, right? You had Ole Miss and Alabama that both eclipsed what many yeah. people thought was the greatest offense in the history of college football we got more coming up with you this afternoon sports talk mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm mike bianco coming up in the four o'clock hour ryan brown in the five o'clock hour right now though we'll take a time out this is sports talk mississippi
0: this show was previously recorded
15: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, freezing rain, then freezing rain and sleet, high near 24. Tonight, cloudy skies, low all the way down to 9 degrees. Tuesday, mostly sunny, high near 27. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 18. Wednesday, rain in the forecast, mostly cloudy, high near 41. And for your Thursday, 60% chance of rain, cloudy skies, high near 38. This weather, service of our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
9: It's that time of year when love is in the air and you just crave something sweet Valentine's Day uh, wrong. It's Mazda of Jackson's Sweet deal Sales Event. That's right, all February. We're giving you the sweetest deals possible on our entire selection of Mazdas. Right now, get 0% financing for 60 months on new 2021 Mazda CX-9s and on 2021 Mazda 6s. That's right, 0% for 60 months. This will save you thousands in finance charges. We're also offering you money-saving deals on every vehicle in stock. Get super low 2.9% financing on certified pre-owned Mazda 3s and Mazda CX-5s. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So come scoop up your sweet deal before it's too late. Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road, North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for details with credits credit like models.
15: 601 345 8090. That's 601 345 8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News.
17: Stay home if you can, if you're not an emergency worker. Uh, if you're not in the hospital and things of that nature, let's 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 stay off the roads and, and let those highway workers uh, and let the power uh, crews that are going to be out there trying to restore stuff, give them room.
16: MEMA Director Stephen McRaney and other emergency officials are keeping an eye out as this winter storm unfolds across our state. And it's not just treacherous conditions on the roads they're worried about. They're also preparing for power outages, which we've already seen. If state lawmakers need to push back some deadlines because of the weather, it is possible. Well,
11: yes, they could. It would require two-thirds vote of both chambers. And right now, I'm not sure that either chamber can, can get down and now. A lot of that depends upon where you
14: are in the session.
16: House Speaker Philip Gunn says they passed a law three weeks ago that allows members to attend via Zoom. I'm Kelly Bennett, Supertalk Mississippi News
18: you
1: Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Talk Mississippi online at supertalk.fm. Whether you're listening uh, via podcast or, well, I guess today's not a day that you can watch on supertalktv.com, but hopefully we will all be back in the studio tomorrow and things will be a little more normal. In the meantime, pretty much everybody got the day off today, so uh, enjoy some time. If you're listening, thanks for uh, for being with us. Uh, you can always text the show on normal days on the ceasefire text line, 601 879 Four, three, nine, five. And by the way, uh, at 5 o'clock today, we will be joined by Ryan Brown for the College Football Fix, which is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to BuyFordNow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. Guess what? It has arrived again. It is truck month, which means great savings. You can drive the F-150. You can drive Super Duty. You can drive the fun Ford ranger test drive one perhaps when there's not a sheet of ice on the ground the uh the local dealer might prefer not to let you uh i don't know take it for a spin when there's two inches of ice on the ground not sure that's the best plan but uh, you certainly could get in one and look and uh, those heated seats would be uh that, that would be pretty clutch right now so the college football fix driven by ford coming up in the 5 o'clock hour when we visit with Brian Brown from WJOX in Birmingham. Richard Cross and Michael Borky with you. So let's talk some basketball from the weekend. We mentioned Ole Miss and their win against South Carolina to start the show. Mississippi State hosted Vanderbilt. And, you know, Vanderbilt, if you've watched them over the last couple of years, Borky, it feels like, I mean, obviously they hadn't won many games. We, We know that to start. But they'll play close, they'll play close, they'll play close, and then they get blown out. And I honestly thought going into Saturday, if you've looked at Vanderbilt's last couple of games, they were close against Georgia. They were close against South Carolina, but couldn't quite get over the hump in either of those games. And I thought, "Mm." after a couple of close losses, road trip to Starkville, Mississippi State playing a little bit better, look out but it was quite the opposite. It was Vanderbilt who did the blowing out. They were not on the receiving end of a blowout. 72-51, and Vanderbilt was up 15 at the half. They were up 45-30 to at the half. One Mississippi State player scored in double figures. That was Iverson Bolinar. In 37 minutes, he had 19 points. But the rest of the starting five, Derek Fountain, the freshman who's been playing really well as of late, two points. In 17 minutes. Tolu Smith, seven points and six rebounds in 29 minutes. Abdul Adu, four points, one rebound. How does Abdul Adu only get one rebound? Four points and one rebound in 21 minutes, and DJ Stewart had
3: nine points on three of ten shooting. It was a disaster for Mississippi State on Saturday. Yeah, and if you can believe it, uh, the offspring of Scottie Pippen's a heck of a basketball player. I mean, imagine that. Um, no it's an effort thing they so i i didn't watch the entire game full disclosure because i was not willing to waste my time on that misery but from so i watched the first half and then vanderbilt goes on a 17 nothing run it was tied with 5 minutes to go in the first half vanderbilt went on a run and just absolutely blew mississippi state out in this game it's an effort thing they got out rebounded by a bunch i mean defensively it's almost like I mean, they, the team has checked out the same way that the fans have checked out. They, they look disinterested. One team clearly played harder than the other, and it showed in the box score, it showed on the regular score. It, you could see it with your eyes watching it. Uh, Mississippi State seems to have checked out uh, of the season. I mean, that's, that's how it felt watching that game on Saturday, is one team cared about being there, the other team did not care about being there, and played horribly as a result.
2: Vanderbilt had three players in double digits. Uh, Maxwell Evans had twenty. Scotty Pippen Jr. had eighteen.
4: Uh, 18 Cleavon and nine Brown assists. had.
2: Uh, yeah, that's a heck of a stat line. Eighteen points, nine assists, three rebounds, three steals uh, for Scotty Pippen Jr. And then Cleavon Brown had uh, had fifteen for Vandy, and so they get the win. But Vandy improves to six and ten, and two and eight in the SEC. And Mississippi State falls to eleven and eleven, and five and eight in the league, and and I do agree with you. And I mean, it's it's not taking shots or anything else. It's just you you look at Mississippi State, and it's like just kind of punching the clock, showing up because there's a game playing until the game's over, and then get out. And that's, I mean, I, I don't know that really any of the games prior to Saturday you could look at, and you could go effort kind of mailed it in. Like, Ben Allen teams play hard. They don't always play well. They don't always make shots. There are a lot of times you have questions when it's over, but his teams have played hard. And giving up a 17-0 run with five minutes to go in the first half to a team that has only one SEC win and only like three SEC wins in two years, that – kind of points to a little bit of an effort, punching the clock, just mailing it in issue, which is tough. And when you get to a point like that, I mean, you know, here's the thing. There are Mississippi State fans who think a change needs to be made in basketball. I mean, obviously Ben Howland has a track record that shows he's a good coach and he knows what he's doing, especially when he's got a lot of talent. This is a young basketball team for Mississippi State. So the question for me is, has he lost his guys is it a COVID year? Do you just take this season all together and toss it out the window and pretend like it never happened and then let next year be a bit of a referendum year? Or if you're John Cohen, do you have to look at this thing and go, I got to think about long-term, the program, and whether or not we're in the best place, whether or not the basketball program is moving in the right direction. And then you've also got to do like cost-benefit also, right? I mean, yeah. if, if we make a replacement at basketball, does that create such a significant windfall of tickets and new revenue that it makes sense to pay whatever the buyout is and kind of start over? Or do we just kind of, yeah, just we'll let this contract play out. We'll get through it and we'll figure out what to do. I I mean, those are the questions that I think are the most difficult questions that you have to answer and you have to deal with when you're an athletics director. And I'm not, by the way, advocating that Ben Howland be fired. I'm, I'm not, I, I, Go back to what I said a second ago. He's clearly an accomplished basketball coach. But the disconnect between Ben Howland slash Mississippi State basketball and what not too terribly long ago was an incredibly passionate, incredibly passionate basketball fan base, The, the disconnect is,
3: I mean, it's a chasm. Especially when you consider where the program was when he took over. I mean, it's marked improvement from his predecessor. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And, no and doubt. the last NCAA tournament that existed, Mississippi State was a participant in that. So you got to think back two years ago because we didn't have one last year. We, I mean, they were on the bubble. Maybe they get in, maybe they don't. But we don't know. The last NCAA tournament that happened, Mississippi State played in the NCAA tournament. So are you really one year removed, technically, from an NCAA tournament bid? Are you really getting rid of a head coach in a year that's been so miserable for everybody involved when you bring back, unless somebody transfers, your entire team? It can all come back next year.
2: Yeah, yeah, but but, Borky, isn't that the craziest part about that? Okay, so to your point, two years ago. In the last NCAA tournament we had, they played Liberty. Obviously, they get beat in that game, and that's frustrating and, and whatnot. And Mike would have gotten to the NCAA tournament last year had it played out. They had a double bye in the SEC tournament. They were playing their best ball of the season. Probably were going to have to win a couple of games in Nashville. Certainly one win was going to be necessary. But potentially back-to-back NCAA tournament teams, which, again, goes back to what the point I was making a second ago. How is the disconnect between Mississippi State basketball slash Ben Howland and the fan base that, again, in the not-too-distant past, has cared so much about Mississippi State basketball? How
3: is it – is there such a big disconnect? Is the answer the women's team? I mean, that's – the answer I hear all the time is that it, it was hard to get excited and jazzed up for the men's team when your women's team is competing for national championships. Uh, maybe there's something to that. I, I don't know. I, I would Man, be I far more – It's There's enough of you to go around to support the men's and women's basketball team to that degree.
2: If the men's basketball team is fun and if they're winning at a high level – Humphrey Coliseum is every bit as crowded for the men's games during that same window as it was for the women's games. And I know people will say, oh, you, people have got to make a decision. They've got to decide one way or the other. Look, so, so talking about connection, right? A second ago, the, I, I was mentioning the disconnect. Yeah. In women's basketball, it was it was the opposite. It was this connection that Vic Schaefer had with the fan base. He connected with Mississippi State fans – and they were winning, and as a result, they filled the building up. You can't tell me that if there were a winning men's program, like winning at a high level, you know, being the top half of the what used to be the SEC West, and there was a connection between the head coach and the fan base, I promise you they would have filled it up. We'll continue this basketball conversation in a couple of minutes. Sports Talk Mississippi we will wrap up hour number one after this.
0: This show was previously recorded.
15: 601-345-8090, that's 601-345-8090, or online at com. that's com.
17: Unlike jewelry stores that offer imaginary discounts of 50 to 75% off, DNS Diamonds and Jewelry in Flowood is different. You see, mathematically, there is no way to stay in business if you continually run 50 to 75% off discounts, unless your prices were too high to begin with. At DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, shop our quality, selection, and personal service that we offer. Then let us impress you with our special values. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowood, across from Amerigo
7: Go with the home
20: team. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Obviously recorded.
2: Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm one last time with you in the three o'clock hour Richard Cross and Michael Borky uh thanks for being with us it was a a fun overnight and morning wake up and it just looks a little bit different there are some of you that probably say forget this I don't care about ice I don't care about snow get spring here my only request for the uh for the mother nature for mother nature would be can we just do this in december and january (laughs) like i would be all about this in the week leading up to christmas in the week after christmas a couple of weeks into january that's such a blah month anyway
1: but we're now in mid-february
2: it's time for college baseball we don't need three inches of ice we don't need airports shut down we don't need questions about whether or not teams are going to be able to get to texas to texas of all places to play baseball this weekend we
3: need sunshine we need need 70 and we've we've said this a thousand times but it bears repeating thank goodness i I don't know what southern miss is going to do i mean unless they're playing an ice game but thank goodness we didn't have some kind of season opening mega series in oxford and starkville this weekend uh i'm looking at the temperature right now friday 33 is the high on friday at least as forecasted at the moment so uh, baseball here would have just been miserable, and I feel for Southern Miss. I, I mean, could you imagine not hitting the ball in the sweet spot of the bat in 33 degrees on a Friday afternoon? Ugh. Yes, if Old Miss
2: had been playing at home this weekend, 31 high, of 31 low, of 14 on Friday, oh. Saturday high of 37, 28 mostly Sunday for both of those games, and then on Sunday with a high of 52, chance of rain. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Gross
1: gross gross uh, gross
3: good on them for getting out man goodness i, I mean and it, the, the best part is like we're talking about they can yeah seriously if they can get there so it, i mean what do they do it, the the beauty of it is steven and i were talking about this yesterday all they have to do is get to the airport right because flying in this weather is pretty safe because the one job at airports is to keep the runway clear so as long as you can get to the airport flying shouldn't be the issue, right? As long as you can find a way to get there, which I guess is the million-dollar proposition. Yeah, I I have always said that
2: in North Mississippi, we are blessed by FedEx because FedEx doesn't stop working. And Memphis is the global hub of FedEx, obviously. Uh, So, you know, that generally works out well. This is a place where you can, uh, can get your... Uh, planes in and out um, for the most part. Now, Dallas, I mean, big enough airport, you would think they're equipped to handle this. I don't know if that'll work or not in Dallas on you know Thursday or, or Friday. I, I anticipate that we'll get some news, though, as the uh, week goes along. Either just, I, I guess no news is good news. That means everything's just moving ahead. I wouldn't be shocked because the weekend looks better in Texas if they said, Let's push everything back a day. I mean, I, I don't know if logistically that's an issue. I wouldn't think that you would have that much trouble if you needed to postpone or cancel a Tuesday game the following week to be sure that you get these three games in. But who knows? We'll uh, we'll we'll see how that shakes out. Hopefully we just keep on plugging and we're playing baseball on Friday and Saturday and uh, and Sunday and this season can get going. Because to your point a second ago, if Mississippi State, if Arkansas, if Ole Miss, and if those Big Twelve teams can get to Dallas, it's all good at that point. Yeah, you got a roof, a brand new stadium. It's gonna be spectacular. Hey, they need to do something like the-
3: this at a football stadium. By the way, I saw video this weekend of a softball tournament happening inside. I think it's is it South Dakota State that plays inside a little dome, the Jackrabbits. I think so. Anyway, in one of the Dakotas. They were playing a softball tournament inside of a football stadium. That's probably a far-fetched idea. I would love to see that because Minnesota has home games where the Vikings play. The University of Minnesota plays home baseball games inside of the Viking stadium. We should do that here. I think that would be so awesome. We don't have dome stadiums here. Uh, but, I, I mean, we have grass fields, don't we?
2: Yeah, but, I mean, neither – not Hemingway nor Davis Wade are configured big enough for a baseball field, are they? I don't Do know. I, they the, the Vikings uh, pull back
3: some seats, so right. right. That's how they're able to pull that off. But it just looks so cool. Yeah, probably a silly.
2: Yeah, they did that a oh, man. few years ago? I think it was USC and UCLA played each other in the Coliseum in college baseball, which yeah. is where the Dodgers used to play a long, long time ago. I mean, but it was like 280 down the left field line. I mean, they're
3: That's
2: there's some issues in doing this.
3: Yeah, fly balls or home yeah. runs. I mean, who doesn't like seeing home runs? Yeah,
2: I, uh, I suppose you're right. So we didn't really get into these games. Arkansas beat Missouri in overtime. Alabama, hope you didn't have the under- in Alabama, Georgia, 115 to 82 as the Crimson tide goes to 17 and 5. LSU beats Tennessee to get to 13 and 6 overall. Kentucky finally wins. They beat Auburn 82 to 80. And of course, we mentioned earlier, Ole Miss over South Carolina, 81-74, and Vandy over Mississippi State, 72-51. That does it for us in this first hour. Coming up next, our conversation with Mike Bianco. This is Sports Talk, Mississippi.
0: This show was previously recorded.
21: Fox News, I'm Pam Puso.
17: There is a toxic political environment and everything gets politicized.
21: New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is responding to mounting bipartisan criticism over the deaths of nursing home patients at the start of the pandemic.
17: The patients were not sent to nursing homes. The nursing home had to agree that they could care for this person. That is a matter of law.
21: Last week, the governor's top aide told Democratic lawmakers that data on nursing home deaths was withheld. The deadly attack on the U.S. Capitol will be the focus of an independent 9-11-style commission. That's according to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who says the facts and causes related to the attack will be investigated. America's listening to Fox News.
16: I'm Kimberly Bennett and you're listening to Super Supertalk Mississippi News. A significant winter storm is already impacting much of the state with ice on bridges, roads, fleet. There are snow accumulations in different areas. Meteorologist Logan Poole with the National Weather Service says that it's going to get worse before it gets better. Into tonight, into tomorrow morning. It's going to get worse for a while. Tomorrow morning's temperature is going to be absolutely brutal some of the coldest we've ever seen and, and and really temperature is one of the most deadly parts of weather. If you look at it, statistics for what kills the most people, it's temperature effects more than anything else. Speaker pro tem Jason White says a plan to phase out the 4-5% to 5% income tax bracket will be unveiled soon.
15: There will probably be some adjustment in what I would call user taxes, in other words sales tax, there may be a slight increase there to offset that.
16: White says they want to keep it revenue neutral.
15: We're not going to eliminate the income tax, but raise sales tax to the point where we're actually taking
5: in more
20: money and growing the beast of state
5: government.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, Super Talk Mississippi News.
20: the
6: 2021 honda pioneer lineup is here to make light work of a job and add a heavy dose of fun to your day off every pioneer side by side is stocked full of smart technology responsive power and honda's hallmark of engineering excellence the only thing left to add is you then you'll
10: understand how
6: life is better on a honda for your safety, read the owner's manual, wear a helmet and eye protection, always wear your seatbelt and keep the side nets and doors closed. Pioneers are for drivers 16 years and older.
16: There's a bill designed to give drug dealers harsher penalties. Representative Jill Ford says it would hold them accountable for the mixing and distribution of a substance proven to cause death. The way the bill's written, it would charge them with first degree murder, but we're going to, we know there needs to be some adjustments to this bill. The Lafayette County Metro Narcotics recently reported that within the first 31 days of this year, they've had seven overdoses, five resulting in death. Opening up our borders could exacerbate the human trafficking problem in southern states. Attorney General Lynn Fitch admits it's a huge issue.
13: There are over 40 million people across the globe
16: mm. that are held in slavery right now. It's the largest illegal business behind illegal uh, gun sales at $150 billion a year. And it's happening right here. We have to call the national hotline, call our office, because those tips help us tremendously go after these bad predators. I'm Kim Emily Bennett
7: Go with the home team. To all the folks in the Capital
5: City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk, Mississippi, 97.3.
0: This show was previously recorded.
1: Back to Sports Talk, Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and always on your local Super Talk, Mississippi station.
2: talk mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm richard cross michael borky and brian haydad thanks for being with us on this wednesday afternoon we are nine days away from the start of the college baseball season got to visit with mike bianco a little bit earlier today we touched on a ton of different things Here's part one of the conversation that we had earlier today. So it is almost time for the start of a new college baseball season. Less than uh, a week and a half away at this point. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas from the SEC, all beginning things in Arlington, Texas. Let's just start there. Mike Bianco, head baseball coach at Ole Miss, joins us this tournament. Uh, D1 baseball preseason poll. All six teams in the tournament preseason top ten. I've asked a bunch of people this: Has there ever been an event to start a season quite like this? And guys like Kendall Rogers and Aaron Fit and Eric Swords and everybody's like, ah, not that I can remember.
23: Yeah, and I, and I I think that would be my answer as well. I I think. Uh... Uh, you, it's always going to be a great event when you, when you put two big conferences together. But, uh, you know, how it turns out, it's the first weekend of the season. And, um, and then, you know, uh, obviously everybody is in a position where, uh, you know, they, they, they played well last year for that abbreviated season, uh, return a lot of players and, you know, you know a lot of expectations for all six programs.
2: This is the longest gap. That there's ever been between end of season and start of a new season, uh, maybe since I don't know. Maybe they did it differently in the fifties, but certainly in yeah. in recent college baseball, does that have an effect? Especially given the fact that not as many guys played summer ball this year. I,
23: you know, I think that that's to be determined. I, I think uh, you know that that might be the. Uh, reason or excuses you hear that, you know, hey, we're just trying to get used to things. But, you know, we've tried to do, everybody's in the same boat and uh, everybody's in the same situation it was it's been an awful situation you know and and we've all dealt with it in our own lives not just baseball not just football but everybody in their everyday life and uh, uh but from our standpoint uh we've had a, you know a few play summer ball but the biggest thing was to get them back here on campus in the fall um one of the the pluses was guys like Nikaezi and Hoagland, um guys that uh, you know your star pitch pitchers were able to pitch and pitch the entire fall, where a lot of years, as you know, uh, because of their workload in the spring, or maybe they pitched in the Cape, or maybe they pitched on the the USA national team, you know, they either didn't pitch at all in the fall or only pitched in a little, you know, uh, spurt uh, of action. And so that was one of the goals, is not only to, to, to let them log some innings, let them uh, kind of exp- extend themselves, which we normally wouldn't do in the fall. But also get the at-bats for the position players. And, uh, and I thought, you know, you know, uh, the, the, the staff did a great job and we, we, we played more innings, got more at-bats, um, this fall, uh, than any fall that we've ever played. So, I mean, we've done just about everything that we could. Uh, then the other part is that you have this COVID roster. So, and even though I don't think we're way over the number, I think, uh, we probably have Thirty-nine or forty eligible guys that can actually play on the field, which is not much different than thirty-five. Really, where you see the differences in the pitching. So more innings, you know, more more innings being thrown every week, even as in the the three weeks leading up to the season. So again, uh, even though we've missed a lot of baseball, they've played a lot of baseball over the last six months. Does that give you more of an opportunity for development than you would in a normal fall campaign? Yeah, not just development, but I mean, I think that's the obvious. I mean, you know, that they're going to get. At bats, uh, but one of the things that, that, that I think is, I think always kind of bothered me, uh, or I've noticed or I've worried about, um, is the evaluation, uh, because they lost that year. So it's hard to watch a freshman like Chatagnier. How much did he grow over his freshman year? He only had 17 games. How much did a kid that maybe didn't get off to the start like uh, Peyton did, that it was a freshman that may have played well at the end of the year but never got the opportunity uh, because the season was cut short. And so uh, those are the things that kind of bother me. And not just freshmen. I mean, I think we always look to the obvious. But remember, there's guys that, you know, Mature uh, in their baseball skills at different times. You, know, you look in the past at a guy like a uh, Sykes Orvis, where he didn't do much his first two years, but his last two years, boy, did he make up for it. I mean, he played so so well. Well, where 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 are those guys? You know, where are the guys where maybe last year would have been that big year for them? And one of them's Tim Elka. You know, one of them that you know Tim's first two years. You know, he's a part-time player, a guy that's had a lot of expectations and has had some some really good games, but never really put together a great year for us. But as we look at Tim Elko, we look at you know one of the best you know third basements not only in the SEC but in the country, and a guy that's put together two great years. Unfortunately, Ole Miss fans have only seen it for 16 or 17 games because you know we've watched him have back-to-back great falls, back-to-back great summer. In the Northwoods League, uh, a really good 16-game stretch last year where he hit about 350, hit four home runs, uh, but that's all our fancy. So when you look back at his bio, you're right in the media guide or you know the stat page from Ole Miss, it's probably not as reflective of what we think you know Tim Elko's going to do.
2: Over the course of 20 years and a couple of hundred interviews, it's hard to come up with new questions for you, but I think you may have <laughs> taken me down the road on something. So, you were talking about maturation, development, baseball skills growing. What's the balance between a guy just gets older and gets stronger and therefore gets better versus you, Carl, and Clem, maybe a private instructor helping the development process? Teaching, I mean, how how much coaching and teaching is there at this
23: level versus natural growth and ability well i think there's a ton uh but you know one of the things that we've always said is you know we don't have the magic wand you know if we did everybody would hit 350 you know everybody would throw 95 or have a good breaking ball um and i think that's the the neat things about athletics i mean uh you can go to the golf course and take a lesson and you can improve you know you know your your drive or uh your your iron your short irons but you're not going to do it like Tiger Woods, right? You're not going to be able to to do those things. We don't know, you know. Nobody. It's hard to quantify, you know, uh, those uh, gains. But I think what's neat in our our sport that makes it different, and 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 for, because I know a lot of fans. They're fans, you know. They're fans of football. They're fans of basketball. Uh, they play golf. They they understand those games and they understand our games. But your your question's a little deeper because it's not just, you know, did a guy pick up a breaking ball? You know, did did and and some. Sometimes that's the difference you know did, did that guy clean up some of his pitching mechanics where his location and his commands a little bit better uh did that guy have a little bit better two strike approach uh or was it gains in the weight room where physically uh he's just become you know a better athlete he's faster he's stronger now uh mother nature You know, where, you know, God just, you know, allowed him to get bigger and stronger and and put on 10 pounds. You know, some of that happens in a weight room. Some of that combines with the weight room. Remember, we have these kids at an age of 18 to 22 years old where, you know, they're still growing, you know, and even if they weren't here, they would be getting bigger. Uh, But another factor that people don't talk about is just the confidence, you know, just uh, just feeling. Uh, I think more comfortable in the environment. And when are they ready to to make that jump? And why some guys can do it as freshmen, some guys do it as sophomores, some guys do it as juniors or seniors, and some guys never do it. You know, and sometimes it's, you know, you hear about the mental game, you know, and how much those, those things matter. They really do not just in our sport, but I think it's, it's hard again, another thing that's hard to quantify and say, you know, th- this is where it happens. Cause I think that that maturation happens at different times for different players.
2: I guess holding up a trophy maybe is the most fun thing you do, but I'm curious if the most rewarding thing. Is kind of along these lines, seeing a player develop from the day they first step on campus to the day that they end up being drafted in the third
23: round. No doubt. No, no doubt. It, it's, it's to watch their growth and, and, and sometimes not just on the field, you know, to be honest, you know, to watch a kid that when he came in, he was a, a nervous, scared freshman. And then all of a sudden he walks into, you know, a team meeting as a junior and you look at him and go, man, Boy, has he changed, you know, uh, just, you know, how much more confidence he has and how he speaks, how he carries himself. Uh, that's why you come to college, you know, and, and, I, and I think that's, uh, a huge part of it, but you're right. I mean, to watch kids grow, to watch kids improve, to watch kids, you know, reach, you know, uh, their goals and their dreams is, is, is pretty neat.
2: So that's part one of our conversation with Mike Bianco, the head baseball coach at Ole Miss. Rebels begin their season a week from Friday when they will be part of the college baseball showdown at Globe Life Field. Of course, Mississippi State will be there, as will Arkansas on the SEC side of things. On the Big 12 side, it's TCU, Texas Tech and the Texas Longhorns. We've got more coming up with Mike Pianko. We'll take a quick timeout and then continue with you. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming online at supertalk.fm. And, of course, on your local Super Talk affiliates, we will be right back.
22: This show was previously recorded.
24: As stewards of the land, we know you are all-stars. So leave it up to us at Mississippi, Arkansas Ag for your John Deere All-Star Package. The 3025E tractor plus loader, box blade, rotary cutter, and a trailer will keep you ahead of the game at just $349 per month. Leave it up to us or visit any of our 16 locations or agup.com for more information. Offer ends 1031-2021. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details.
0: With the potential of extreme winter weather headed our way, it is critical that Mississippi Blood Services gets blood on the shelves to ensure that we have what Mississippi patients need. This type of weather severely impacts our ability to collect and can wreak havoc on the already low blood supply. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you today. That's msblood.com.
13: This portion of Sports Talk Mississippi is sponsored by Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs.
9: It's that time of year when love is in the air and you just crave something sweet. Valentine's Day. Ah, wrong. It's Mazda of Jackson's Sweet Deal Sales Event. That's right, all February. We're giving you the sweetest deals possible on our entire selection of Mazdas. Right now, get 0% financing for 60 months on new 2021 Mazda CX 9s and on 2021 Mazda 6s. That's right, 0% for 60 months. This will save you thousands in finance charges. We're also offering you money saving deals on every vehicle in stock. Get super low 2.9% financing on certified pre owned Mazda 3s and Mazda CX 5s. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20 year, 250,000 mile power train warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So come scoop up your sweet deal before it's too late. Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road, North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for details with the credit on select models. Here.
0: Jackson, I'd love to have you join me tomorrow from 10 to 1 for the JT show. We'll hang out and talk about the hot issues of the day right here on Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Was previously recorded. Take the friggin'
1: wax out of Did you hear me? This is Sports Talk. This is sports Talk Mississippi. Woo! I say sports fans. Now here's more on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: The JT Show will team up with Mississippi Ag and the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation tomorrow for the 56th Annual Dixie National Rodeo and Sale of Champions. Join us to learn more about how Mississippi Ag and the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation are teaming up to help you cowboy up, tractor up, ag up, and save. Don't forget, ag up and save with Mississippi Ag. This is Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at Supertalk.fm. We are, as always, glad to have you along. Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, and Brian Hayden. You just heard part one of our conversation with Mike Bianco. We will continue that right now. You look at the preseason polls, you've got Ole Miss in the D1 baseball top twenty-five ranked at number six, Mississippi State ranked at number seven, Arkansas at number eight. That's part of the reason that there's so much hype for this tournament. And that's where we go next with Mike Bianco, talking about expectations. All right, so you're, you're going to tell me this is one of those stupid media questions, so forgive me on that. But expectations going into the year, because you were 16 and one a year ago, because the entire rotation's coming back. Yeah, you lost two guys, top five rounds in the draft, but bunch of position players, bunch of experience back. Is this? the biggest year in terms of preseason expectations, whether it's outside the program or inside the program in your tenure here?
23: I I don't know. See, I I saw you do that little thing where you you cut your eyes. Yeah, and... and I don't know how you can answer that. I, I think, you know, the, those are those are great radio questions. You know, who's better, LeBron or you know, you Michael Jordan? You know, who's you know, who's you know, who's a better quarterback, Manning or, you know, Brady? Um and um you know uh, I don't know. I don't think we'd look, and I think the reason it's hard for coaches is because we don't look at it that way. I mean, it's great for conversation. Um, I mean, yeah, I would think there, it'd be rivaled by maybe the 05 team that after 04, um, you know, uh, although we lost, you know, Seth Smith and, you know, some other really good players, that 05 team returned a ton of players and, uh, they were really good. Um, and so, um, I don't think it's all of that, though. But I mean, the expectations certainly are, you know, as high as they've been or ever been. Uh, top five. Uh, I, I think we return a lot of players, and that's the reason we've, you know, it's people ask you all the all the time about um, you know preseason polls, and usually what what pushes them the most is how, how much success did you had the year before, and how many of those guys you got returning you know people may not know much about the players they just know hey you return a lot of the guys from last year and you guys were pretty good uh it's not like uh, i don't think uh this is not trying to slight the reporting because it's really from a national uh, it's it's not here in the southeast cuz our our coverage is great but nationally people just don't know enough about the players where in football and basketball they tend to know a lot more about them nationally you know who who you know cincinnati's point guard is, you know, or, you know, who uh, the University you know of Connecticut Center is, you know, people don't know that as much, you know, in baseball. And so, uh, so I think, you know, you kind of got to take it with a grain of salt. You can't just stick your chest out when you're, when you're preseason ranked and when you're not as high and you're 18, uh, act like it doesn't matter as much. But I will tell you as a coach. You don't hear from a coach every day. It's nice. It's nice to be recognized. It's nice for people to. You know, so, so people say it doesn't matter. It may not matter. You know, in the first game when we throw the first pitch, I know it doesn't matter that way. But you know, weeks weeks leading up to it, I think it it matters to us. Our our fans are excited. Our yeah. our administration's excited. It's part of the reason that you know we sell so many tickets and we have the stadium that we play in and the facilities. I mean, those expectations, those polls, I think drive that a lot and um, anybody that says they don't is probably lying do you notice a difference in your team
2: when you kind of watch them going through off season workouts whether it's fall camp or leading up to the start of the spring when they know they're good
23: Yeah, and that's what you hope for. You hope that they have that swagger, that confidence, not, not, not arrogance, but the confidence, you know, like anything that you do, if you do it confidently, if you do it with belief, uh, you usually do it better. Uh, if it's if you're the interviewer, right? I mean, you uh, you can probably tell in your profession, guys that are good, you know, have a have some confidence. Guys that are nervous and unsure, uh, it probably doesn't lead itself to a good interview. Well, that's like that in anything, and so uh, we look for that. We look for guys not only when they get hits and have success on the field, but how do they handle the adversity, the tough times? Because we know in our game that's going to happen, right? Uh, there, there's there's going to be times this year where we're not at our best, you know, that we don't play our best, or uh, certainly the results don't go our way. Can we handle that? You know, will, will we be able to handle the you know um, you know the the tough times? And if you can do that, usually what pulls you through that is the confidence. So we look for that a lot. This team has it at least what we what would you can see and judge to this point uh one of the things that's unique about this team uh is just the energy that they come with every single day like they like playing you know they like competing uh they like being around one another and uh, that's hard to uh you know, kind of put together and formulate and it's
2: interesting that you say that because one of the things I think we talked about after the season abruptly came to an end last year was you, you liked the chemistry it looked like this group had fun and I seem to remember you telling me that you, you can't always replicate that but you see that it looks like the same personality from the group you had a year ago?
23: Yes. And 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 let's not uh forget that, you know, I, I got that a lot last year. And this is just being as candid and as honest as I can you know it's 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 easy to look like you're having fun when you win 16 in a row right so you win the one run games you win you know the blowouts and you have know, you know, a lot of balls bounced our way you know through those 16 games now not that you know the, the the players didn't play well and they don't deserve a lot of credit but it was a small snapshot of the of the season uh but they do they there's guys there's there's personalities out there that to really when you look at guys like Nickey and you know and and, and others, and uh, that just play with an energy and a passion and an excitement. Uh, uh, it's 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 fun to be around. What do you think it's going to feel like this year? And, and I guess home, maybe we should jump to week two because week
2: one is going to be unique in that they've opened it up to fifteen thousand or so tickets, and there's going to be a lot of buzz. I don't know game by game what the attendance is going to be like. Right.
23: But when you get back home for for week two. Is that UCF? And we, I can't remember. We got Arkansas State on that Tuesday and then UCF, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So another, you know, some, some real good opponents as well, you know, as soon as we, we, we get back into our stadium. Um. So what's it going to feel like when UCF rolls in Friday night, Saturday afternoon? You know, I, I, think it's, I hope that it'll feel about as normal as it can. You know, we, we were talking off the air about, you know, the, the attendance, Um uh, you know, one of the things is that, you know, my hope is uh, that may come from a, you know, if you want to look at the silver lining, you um that even though we're we're at 25%, uh, there's a lot of times in those midweek games or those non-conference games that you know we struggle to get 25% of a normal crowd and the normal SEC crowd. And uh, uh, I think we'll have some good crowds because I think that 25% will show up. You know, those whatever seats are sold, I think those people will show up or make them you know available, hand them off to friends or, you know, um, you know uh, that, that. And I think there'll be an excitement. I think people, as you mentioned earlier, I think people are excited about baseball uh we we know we are we're excited and um uh i i know we can't wait we we open up in arlington we we it's going to be a big weekend and uh but different as you mentioned on the road but uh it's going to be great to be back at swayze have
2: you heard from a bunch of people hey i'm going to texas
23: um I don't talk to a lot of people, but um, but uh, <laughs> I have heard you know people mentioned and people that um, you know that that I don't normally hear from and people saying that we're going there. Uh, I think it's a neat trip for on a lot of different wouldn't levels. It,
2: wouldn't it be cool? You you roll out at three o'clock on Friday afternoon. You're eight hours from Oxford, and that first time you take the field, you kind of look around and it's like, wow, there are a couple of thousand old Miss fans here. Yeah,
23: and I and I, and I think that's very well uh, may happen and you know when you think of if you're Looking to take a trip One You know You know If you can get the tickets You can go online It's probably a little easier Ticket to get Than some of the other venues That will play on the road uh, Number two You know They're going to play You know Three really good teams You're going to play In a dome So you know it's You're going getting
2: 72 in. and sunny Every day
23: Exactly And uh, the way the weather Looks here next week Maybe uh, uh, That was some Really smart scheduling I've been scratching my head About the scheduling You know Up until You know Maybe I saw The weather report uh, But uh, uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and and I agree. I, th- I think we're going to have a lot of Ole Miss fans there.
2: New rules, new funds, same trusted PPP team. Trustmark, an SBA preferred lender, is now providing small business loans through the Paycheck Protection Program. Learn more at trustmark.com/slash PPP. Member FDIC. I am curious as we were talking about fans in the stands, whether you're an Ole Miss baseball fan or or a Mississippi State baseball fan, are you going to Arlington? Are you excited about it if you're going? Uh, send us a message on the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. A very informal roll call in terms of uh, whether or not you're headed to Arlington for baseball a week from Friday. That's uh, two of the three parts of our interview with Mike Bianco. He talks more when we come back about the makeup of this 2021 team what the lineup's going to look like, what they're going to look like offensively, and then that pitching rotation that's been talked about so much. That's when we come back on Sports Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded.
15: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, freezing rain, then freezing rain and sleet, high near 24. Tonight, cloudy skies, low all the way down to 9 degrees. Tuesday, mostly sunny, high near 27. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 18. Wednesday, rain in the forecast, mostly cloudy, high near 41. And for your Thursday, 60% chance of rain, cloudy skies, high near 38.
18: This weather, service of our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. Hi, Chuck Smith here from Smith Brothers Body Shop. Smith Brothers has been proudly serving the Jackson Metro area since 1946. We consider you to be our friend to ensure the best experience possible. If you've chosen a body shop in the past because they were right around the corner and had a bad experience or you've been treated poorly elsewhere, come see what a difference quality service can make at Smith Brothers Body Shop. Call us at 601-353-5217. At Smith Brothers, you're more than a number. Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you.
13: Dot
16: com I'm Kimberly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A significant winter storm is already impacting much of the state with ice on bridges, roads, fleet. There are snow accumulations in different areas. Meteorologist Logan Poole with the National Weather Service says that it's going to get worse before it gets better. Into tonight, into tomorrow morning, it's going to get worse for a while. Tomorrow morning's temperatures are going to be absolutely brutal Some of the coldest we've ever seen. And, and and really, temperature is one of the most deadly parts of weather, if you look at Statistics for what kills most people, it's temperature effects more than anything else. Speaker pro tem Jason White says a plan to phase out the 4-5% to 5% income tax bracket will be unveiled soon.
15: There will probably be some adjustment in what I would call user taxes, in other words, sales tax. There may be a slight increase there to offset that.
16: White says they want to keep it revenue neutral.
15: We're not going to eliminate the income tax, but raise sales tax to the point where we're actually
23: taking in more money and growing the beast of state government.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, Super Talk Mississippi
20: News.
1: It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Supertalk app and Supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Supertalk Mississippi. Previously recorded. Sports Talk Mississippi. Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Let me put it to you this way. Right here on Supertalk Mississippi.
2: with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. These are fun messages. Got a bunch of people responding that they are headed to Dallas, Arlington for the opening weekend. Mike has told us he's going. Here's one that says three of us from the 1977 Ole Miss team will be there. Brian said he give his left arm to go. Bradley in South Haven says he and his wife are meeting another couple. Rusty said he's going that way. I uh, got a group that says, hey, when we heard you guys talk about this a couple of weeks back, 10 of us booked a trip. We're leaving from Hernando. Billy in Caldonia says he and his son are going, said he went to Mississippi State. His son is going to Ole Miss, and this is their first legit boys' trip. So, very, very cool. All right, part three of the conversation with Mike Bianco from earlier today. Head baseball coach, for the Rebels, talks about the makeup of this particular team. You mentioned a second ago, or a few minutes ago, when we were talking, familiar faces, familiar names, and yet a couple of guys. We, we know Keenan's gone. We know Servideo's gone. Uh, aside from that, most everybody is back. So let's start on the offensive side of things. Offensive slash position players. What is the, the makeup? What's the DNA of what you've seen kind of leading up toward the start of the season?
23: From an offensive standpoint? Yeah. Um I think without getting, you know, too technical, I think this is a, you know, a, a very physical team, a very offensive team. Uh, we probably, uh, don't quite have the speed as some of the teams that we've had in the, in the past. And not that we're ever known as a running team, but we'll probably have less runners in the lineup. Uh, but I think we'll have enough. Well, I think we'll have enough to, to steal some bases, but I think this team can really hit. I think we have a, a good mix of right, left, uh, you know, to, to match up with other pitching staffs that, you know, um, want to go back and forth. Um, uh, I certainly think, uh, as I mentioned and started, this is a physical team. I think we'll hit home runs. Um, we're going to
2: score runs. I, I know gorilla ball of ninety-two, three, four, five, six, whatever it was at LSU will never be replicated. But were you on pace to as close as you can get to that a year ago, or is, uh, or is
23: it different? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, you, you know. Um, You know, we were on pace to hit over a hundred home runs and, um, you know, we've never done that here. Um. Yeah, you know, but again it's I think it's just hard it's hard to gauge just because non-conference and. but uh, I don't want to take take away from what those kids and how they played uh, so it's just hard it's you know I think like everything with the pandemic it's just hard it's hard to gauge and judge and you know they'll always be the haters and go well you haven't even started SEC play and, and that's true but we did play the number one team in the country uh, and they were no fluke because I think when it all ended they were the number two team in the country uh, we did go to, you know, East Carolina and, and play, you know, a, a top 10 or 15 team in East Carolina, another, I think, top 25 team in Indiana. Uh, you know, we, we, we played, played a good schedule in those, you know, 16, 17 games. But, uh, um uh, this team, I think, you know, even minus, uh, you know, Servidio and, and Keenan, you know, have a chance to hit a lot of home runs what about on the mound on the mound uh, i i can't remember uh and i'm sure there was a time um, but i can't remember a time um, that we returned all three starters you know uh, uh and uh, that always helps, but not only to return the top, you know, th- you know, the top three guys, but also when you look at the bullpen and the pieces, you know, guys like Broadway and Forsyth and Chofi and Miller, um and, and veteran guys, um, you know, that's, you know, I think when you look at this, uh, this team, it's easy to point to the pitching, you know, first, uh, just because you return the Casey and Hoagland and Diamond, uh, Along with the bullpen members. Uh, uh, we like where we are. We, 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 uh, we, we like our depth. Uh, we like that, uh, we can match up, you know, with anybody on the weekend as far as three starters. Um, and usually when you can pitch, you know, you can win some games.
2: And we were talking about development earlier. Anything that stands out in you from where you finished mid-March a year ago to where you are going into this season from Nikkei, Hoagland, Diamond in terms of starters?
23: Um, probably uh, Derek is 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 probably the toughest one to judge that just because we, we held him out all fall. He had a kind of a weird, he went and played summer ball. He had, a, I think, one start, maybe two starts. He came down with a um, uh, an elbow injury, really forearm, flexor muscle, and it's in a delicate spot because it's close to the UCL. And so we just tried to be as cautious as we could with him. So he really was didn't pitch this fall. He threw at the end and entered uh, in, uh, in the bullpen and did some controlled scrimmages through great. Uh, the good news about Derek, his velocity continues to rise. And, uh, you know, last year, his average fastball was the fastest of the three starters. And, uh, um, and it's, it's continued to rise, you know, you know, even, you know, into the last game. Uh, Gunner's velocity has continued to increase. He's been up to as high as, you know, 94, 95, just about every outing he, uh, is, you know, averaging somewhere in the 91 to 93 range. Uh, but the difference maker for, uh, Gunner last year was picking up the slider. You know, he's really improved, uh, uh his breaking ball went more from a traditional 12-6 curveball. He still has that, but the, really his go-to pitch is his, his slider, uh, which is a swing and miss, which really made a difference for him last year. Mc on the other hand has always thrown four pitches but I think even him uh one of the things that he wanted to improve on and he did last year we just didn't get to see it much because it was such a small snapshot uh was the way he could handle left-handed hitters you know as good as he was yeah you know, i think after you know his his freshman year uh you would want him to be better against left-handed hitters and uh, he was His numbers were better against right-handed hitters. Uh, Last year, that that flipped a little bit, and that that was good. Uh, And uh, most of that's due to, you know, picking, not picking up a slider, but improving his slider and a slider location uh, that's made him, I think, more of a well-rounded pitcher.
2: When you look across the SEC, your rotation, really, really good. Mm -hmm. Mississippi State's rotation, really good. The thought is that LSU is probably going to be better. Florida may have three first rounders in their rotation, and you can kind of do that all over the SEC.
23: Is anybody going to be able to hit in the league this year? Well, uh, I know our our uh, our pitchers will be uh, excited to pitch against somebody besides our lineup because you know uh, as well as we think we pitch, uh, we struggle with our lineup, and you know some of it. Maybe just the, they've seen Doug so much. They've seen Gunner so much. They've seen those guys. You know, you, you look at guys like Kevin Graham and how many years he's hit against those guys. Um, they, you, you don't get that luxury, you know, in our, in our league, you know, you may have seen a guy once, maybe, you know, you look at like a Tommy Mace from Florida. I mean, he pitched against our guys two years ago. Like they didn't, you know, I don't know if they remember him that well. Yeah. Um, and so it's harder from, from that standpoint, but, uh, 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 I think we're I think we're we're pretty confident we'll be able to swing it, uh, and I'm sure some other teams think they can swing it as well.
2: You know, you get in trouble when you start naming staffs could, because then you leave somebody out, like Oh Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt with yeah. Kumar Rocker. Well, I noticed you that you Leiter. left them out,
23: but that's all right. We, we we talk about them enough. They're they're real good and they're real good again this year. Yeah, in, in terms of the
2: uh, of the West. I mean, you, you kind of stack it up one through seven. You know, Arkansas' preseason top 10. Mississippi State's preseason top 10. Alabama, I think was 16 and one when it shut down last year. Butch is two years removed from going to the college world series. A&M, they always seem to load up with power. Is there any way to predict the West or what, what's the differentiator between teams?
23: Uh, you know, it's one of those things that, um, I think it's, again, I think it's great talk. I think it's great for the fans. I think it's great for the media. There, There's just no way, I think, for us to figure it out. I always laughed with the schedule. We, we played uh, ten opponents, and so there's three opponents that we don't play. I don't think I'd want to choose. I think if you said, hey, you get to choose, I'd say, nah, you just give us 10, you know, and we'll, whoever we don't play. You look at this year, you know, we, 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 on the other side, we play Vandy, we play Florida, we play Georgia, we play South Carolina. But, in our league, it has more to do. Everybody, one of the, one of the beauties and maybe the curses of the Southeastern Conference is one through 14, we are the best league. You know, uh, if we don't have the best team in the, in the country in our league, you know, we're going to have, you know, the, the second or third best, you know, uh, team, but where we're so good as a league is our 11th team can beat you. Our our thirteenth team can beat the number one team, you know, in the country and in our league, and can beat them in their ballpark, and um, and so to me it it matters more. This is getting back to your question: how well you played that weekend. If you don't play well in our league. You lose. I don't care who you are, where you're ranked. You know it, it. You know that matters less in our league. And what matters the most is how well you're playing at that time. Injuries or guys, you know, throwing it well or they pitching it well. I mean hitting it well. Um, and um, you know, to me, that's why it's just so hard to predict or try to figure it out.
2: That was Mike Bianco, Ole Miss head baseball coach. We'll unpack some of what he said when we come back and wrap up the 4 o'clock hour with you. We've got the college football fix just around the, col- uh, the corner to uh, start the 5 o'clock hour. Interesting final perspective there from Mike Bianco when he talks about the depth of the SEC and says, if you don't play well on any given weekend, you'll get beat. And he's not wrong, even against what is perceived to be a bad team. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back.
11: This show was previously recorded.
24: Hey Tom, looks like you're a few guys short today.
11: Yeah,
5: one's been out with the flu, another is at the ER, and Lydia at the office has a sick child. Where's Randy? Another contractor offered benefits.
24: You should call New Care MD. They offer full service medical care, flat monthly rates. Your guys and their families get same day appointments and minor emergency service. Contact NewCareMD MD at newcaremd.com today
0: to learn more about how you can provide affordable direct primary care to your employees.
13: Realtors and homeowners, listen up. When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move, that's when you call Two Men in a Truck. Let us take the worry out of moving
11: so you can focus on what's important. Visit twomeninatruck.com.
15: Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you, well, need your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon, and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you, well, needs your vehicle. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors.
10: This
0: is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. 1-800-647-8540 or on the web. MajesticMetalsINC.com Coleman Taylor Transmission Here's Flint from Coleman Taylor Transmission about what to do if you're having issues with your transmission.
17: We do free diagnosis, first of all, so we just need to get the vehicle to our shop. If
23: you have a way to do that, bring it in. If you do not, have free towing on major repairs. They, uh, basically the
5: things
2: you want to know is how how much is it going to be and how long is it going to take. Usually try to get them checked the same day. Coleman
5: Taylor
0: Transmission is about you, the customer.
23: I don't sleep at night if I feel like I've mistreated somebody or or overcharged somebody or done something like that.
18: 601-355-8526.
6: Casino Radio. Gallow
5: here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson
1: 97.3. This is Sports Talk, Mississippi. Sounds good. On Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Mike Bianco. I've reached out to uh, the folks in Starkville and the folks in Hattiesburg, and we are hoping to uh, be able to do the exact same thing with uh, with Chris Lamonis and with uh, Scott Berry before the season begins nine days from today. So covered a lot of ground with, uh, with Mike Bianco stuff that happened in the offseason, how the summer was different, leading into the start of the new year, expectations, thoughts on the league, his roster, et cetera, et cetera. If you missed any of it and you want to go back, you can get it via the Sports Talk Mississippi podcast or on demand at supertalk.fm. My question for you guys, what did Mike Bianco say that jumped out at you? Anything that, that you heard over those three segments that really stood out?
26: One thing I like when a coach speaks because you get a lot of coach speak, and Bianco is no different. But when he, when he knows his team is good, and he and he gives you some confidence, I like to hear that. Now, as a Mississippi State guy, maybe I don't like to hear it from Mike Bianco, but you can tell he knows he's got a good team there in Oxford. So, and it comes across, it came across really, really well in the interview that you know he knows what he's got, and he knows that it's his job to make sure that they deliver on those expectations.
14: Yeah.
3: How about you, Borky? Um, he seems to be really high on his uh, batting lineup, right? I mean, the narrative about Ole Miss going into the season—not that they're going to be a bad hitting team or anything—is the fact that they have a very experienced and deep pitching rotation, and he very clearly laid out that he knows his pitchers are going to be glad to face not their lineup <laughs> once the season begins. Which uh, that's always good. I mean, the power of that team could be a lot of fun. I think baseball is at its best when you've got big borderline fat dudes hitting tank bombs. And that is Ole Miss baseball in a nutshell. I mean, Michael Borky, huge Sykes Orvis fan. I mean, that kind of stuff is the best. And that's the makeup of their team. They're going to pitch it really well, and they're going to mash the ball. That's that's what they're going to do. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I want us to get back, and we may run out of time today, just a lot of content and, and very precious little time. We never actually got to what we were looking forward to this season. We got to the text line and stuff, but I think mine is hoping that they get to finish what they started last year. Because, and this applies to Mississippi State as well, they they were rough in the midweek, but then they beat Texas Tech that way, and then everything you know went to crap after that in the world. But, especially in terms of Ole Miss... I wish we could have seen that through. Because when you watched that team play every day, it did feel different. And I I was disappointed that we didn't get to see it through. And I'm looking forward to hopefully have that happen. Where we see that through. Was that really a special team? And it's not just because they were winning games, but the way they acted. It was fun. Baseball's boring. Baseball's slow and monotonous and boring. And those... They played with that kind of infectious energy. Like, they were fun to watch in a sport that's not fun to watch on the surface. So getting to see that through, I hope this team has that same attitude and that swagger and the dancing and all that crap that they did that annoys some people. I, I, I thought that was awesome, and getting to see that through is something that I'm really looking forward to if they're able to maintain that momentum over a year's time without getting to play a game. Hey, Dad. Did you did you say
2: yesterday what it was that you were looking forward to most?
26: No, um, and I don't know that it's anything you know, like sort of grandiose or anything. I just I look forward to baseball. I look forward to you know being in the press box. It's, it's sort of a selfish thing, to be honest with you. You know, when you think about the, when 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 it ended, we you know we didn't get to I didn't get to get together, get together with my friends, my friends on the beat for what five six months. So it's just sort of you know. Being there and watching baseball, you know, because even though I'm doing my job, I I enjoy it. I enjoy being there. So just being there, you know, smell of the grills, cracking jokes with my friends, watching baseball—that's a good way to to earn a
2: living. I agree with you on that front. For me, it's and it's similar to what you're saying. I kind of fancy myself a baseball guy, and and always have even though I've only played baseball through 10th grade. But there's something about being at the ballpark. Just being there. Like, I'm the guy that doesn't mind a rain delay. Now I hope you get to the point where actually you actually resume the game. But if you get an hour and a half rain delay on a Tuesday night against Southern Miss or against Memphis or if you get a three and a half hour rain delay on a Saturday afternoon when you're playing Auburn I'm okay with that because it's still just kinda hanging out at the ballpark and it's part of it the part that I'm gonna miss this year is and this is kinda selfish to me is probably not being able to be on the field and in the dugouts and kinda walking around and kinda having unfettered access as we're still in this weird time that we're in. Sports Talk Mississippi, we'll be right back.
0: This show was previously recorded.
21: News, I'm Pam Puzo. Nursing home deaths in New York during the early days of the pandemic were fully and accurately reported. So says Governor Andrew Cuomo, who's been accused of a cover-up by both Republicans and Democrats.
17: There are nursing homes that performed well and there were no- nursing homes that n- that did not perform as well. We have to learn from it.
21: The governor did admit that information could have been released faster. More unforgiving weather is taking aim at the upper Midwest.
10: Detroit is eyeing down its first big blizzard of the winter. We think
4: we're going to get six to ten inches of snow.
10: Supposed to stop sometime tomorrow morning. Mayor Mike Duggan, hundreds of plows and salt trucks are out citywide.
21: Fox's Jeff Manasso, for the fourth straight day, temperatures in Minneapolis didn't get past zero. America's listening to Fox News.
2: also available
7: along with takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's in the second generation.
18: Tico's
24: Steakhouse, East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Have Smith Marine winterize your boat so it's done right. See the 2021 Crest Pontoons with great Suzuki outboard warranties. Come see the pros at Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive on the res by Main Harbor Marina in Ridgeland.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. There are warnings to stay off the roads across the state, and this just isn't for today. MEMA Director Stephen McCraney says normal response times are going to be longer.
17: Not because uh, the, that the emergency workers are not out there. Uh, the Highway Patrol has has definitely increased their visibility out there, and they're looking, but we just have a lot more work to do. Um, everybody's going to get seen. Everybody's going to get helped, but uh, you're, you're going to be in a queue, so to speak, because we might be be trying to clear a road to get to you
16: and that means you could end up waiting for help in freezing temperatures if you do hit a patch of black ice don't hit the brakes instead let off the accelerator and go with the natural flow of the vehicle vaccination sites are closed today due to the weather the mississippi state department of health says any appointment scheduled for today will automatically be rescheduled for the same time on a different day i'm kelly bennett super
4: Before you dig or drive stakes in the ground, call 811 or you might hit. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. <laughs> An electric line or a gas line.
12: Tents gone.
4: Yeah, driving stakes, call Mississippi 811 two days before pounding. It may keep you out of the. Don't worry,
15: honey. The doghouse is just fine. There's room for both of us in here.
4: Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries.
16: Plans to phase out the state income tax are gaining traction. House Minority Leader Robert Johnson says despite what people think, Democrats want to see people save money too,
17: but... You have to finish the conversation with, okay, we're going to take income tax and and be open and honest with people, but you got to get some from somewhere else. And uh, the only place
16: to get it is sales tax, so sales tax is going to have to go up. Johnson would like to see the legislature cut the grocery tax. You got to put the pencil to it and see how it works, but I know that it is the kind of relief
17: that cu- that cuts across Party, race, economic position, it, it, it covers everybody.
16: After what he called a sluggish start, State Health Officer Thomas Dobbs says while there's a lot of work to be done, they are making progress in vaccinating communities of color.
20: We are starting to tick up in the percentage of folks who are African-American getting the vaccine has increased from a low of 13% of the vaccine that's been distributed, now around 21%. I'm
16: Kelly Bennett, super talk Mississippi News.
1: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi.
23: Yeah.
3: How about you, Borky? Um, He seems to be really high on his uh, batting lineup, right? I mean, the narrative about Ole Miss going into the season, not that they're going to be a bad hitting team or anything, is the fact that they have a very experienced and deep pitching rotation. And, He very clearly laid out that he knows his pitchers are going to be glad to face not their lineup once the season begins, which uh, that's always good. I mean, the power of that team could be a lot of fun. I think baseball's at its best when you've got big, borderline fat dudes hitting tank bombs. And that is Ole Miss baseball in a nutshell. <laughs> I mean, My, Michael Borky, huge Sykes Orvis fan. I mean, that kind of stuff is the best. And that's the makeup of their team. They're going to pitch it really well, and they're going to mash the ball. That's, that's what they're going to do. I'm really looking forward to it. I I want us to get back, and we may run out of time today, just a lot of content and, and very precious little time. We never actually got to what we were looking forward to this season. We got to the text line and stuff, but... I think mine is hoping that they get to finish what they started last year, because and this applies to Mississippi State as well. They they were rough in the midweek, but then they beat Texas Tech that way, and then everything you know went to crap after that in the world. But especially in terms of Ole Miss, I wish we could have seen that through. Because when you watched that team play every day, it did feel different. And I, I was disappointed that we didn't get to see it through, and I'm looking forward to hopefully have that happen, where we see that through. Was that really a special team? And it's not just because they were winning games, but the way they acted. It was fun. Baseball's boring. Baseball's slow and monotonous and boring, and those, they played with that kind of infectious energy. Like... They were fun to watch in a sport that's not fun to watch on the surface. So getting to see that through, I hope this team has that same attitude and that swagger and the dancing and all that crap that they did that annoys some people. I I, I thought that was awesome, and getting to see that through is something that I'm really looking forward to if they're able to maintain that momentum over a year's time without getting to play a game. Hey, Dad, did you... Did you say yesterday
2: what it was that you were looking forward to most? No, um,
26: and I don't know that it's anything you know, like sort of grandiose or anything. I just I look forward to baseball. I look forward to you know being in the press box. It's it's sort of a selfish thing to be honest with you. You know when you think about the, when 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 it ended, we you know we didn't get to I didn't get to get together, get together with my friends, my friends on the beat for what five six months. So it's just sort of you know. Being there and watching baseball, you know, because even though I'm doing my job, I I enjoy it. I enjoy being there. So just being there, you know, smell of the grills, cracking jokes with my friends, watching baseball—that's a good way to, to earn a living.
2: I agree with you on that front. For me, it's and it's similar to what you're saying. I kind of fancy myself a baseball guy, and and always have even though I've only played baseball through 10th grade. But there's something about being at the ballpark. Just being there. Like, I'm the guy that doesn't mind a rain delay. Now I hope you get to the point where actually you, you actually resume the game. But if you get an hour and a half rain delay on a Tuesday night against Southern Miss or against Memphis or if you get a three and a half hour rain delay on a Saturday afternoon when you're playing Auburn I'm okay with that because it's still just kinda hanging out at the ballpark and it's part of it the part that I'm gonna miss this year is and this is kinda selfish to me is probably not being able to be on the field and in the dugouts and kinda walking around and kinda having unfettered access as we're still in this weird time that we're in sports talk mississippi we'll be right back
0: this show was previously recorded this show was previously recorded
1: can you feel it can you hear it sports talk mississippi Super Talk, Mississippi.
17: Back right with you, Sports
2: Talk, Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. you want to be part of the conversation, you can on the ceasefire text line 601 879 4395, 601 Eight seven nine four three nine five. Be honest. You know your business deserves better. So get better with a C Spire business, internet, and phone bundle backed by real support. See how C Spire can power your success today at cspire.com slash business. Time for us to go to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, at Mississippi Farm Bureau from the Jocks Roundtable. Co host there. Uh, with uh, WJOX in Birmingham, Ryan Brown joins us right now. Brownie, what's up, man?
27: How much, Richard? You good? Yeah, not not exactly golfing weather right now, buddy. Uh, that that uh, seven day forecast is plain depressing. I mean, I played Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, knowing that I probably won't be able to play again for the better part of a week. So, yeah, pretty depressing.
2: Yeah, the, the emails from the the courses locally around here started coming out a couple of days ago, saying that the greens would be covered. You know, like starting lunchtime on Wednesday in preparation for what lay ahead. But uh, we'll see. It's uh, it's not great for the next uh, the next little bit.
27: Yeah, it is a. Uh, it's I guess it's February, man. Maybe we should. My wife always says, "I don't know why you get so upset with it. It's cold winter. And I'm like, well, you get got so many good days, you just want them all to be good days. But I guess that's too much to ask.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Hey, let's jump in and and talk a bunch of different things I want to get to. But I would like to start with Mac Jones. Uh, He's doing the the workout thing with trainers, and we've seen pictures emerge, and he looks good and looks the part and all of those things. But it's all said and done. Do you really believe that he's a first-round talent?
27: I don't know. Um, I, I had someone in the um, talent evaluation business is the way I'll put it, tell me that he they he felt like he was one of the more overrated players in the draft, that somebody was going to reach for him and draft him and he shouldn't be drafted that high. Then he goes down to the senior bowl and puts on a pretty good show at the senior bowl. I mean, made all the throws, is on the money. Um, Daniel Jeremiah, who's on our show uh, with the NFL Network, who I trust a lot, I think he's very good at what he does, said he felt like he was a late first, early second rounder. That if he does go in the top ten, and this is not the same guy with everything earlier, if he does go in the top ten, that, that might be a little bit of a reach. That said, he's reached for quarterbacks. And I think the big question about Matt Jones, he throws a phenomenal deep ball. One of the best I've ever seen. And he's very, very accurate. Uh, and he showed that at the Senior Bowl. It wasn't just wide open Alabama receivers. He was throwing into small windows at the Senior Bowl. I, I guess if I'm a pro franchise, the one thing I'm concerned about is the guy played his entire career basically in a clean pocket. And, um, you know, when he gets under pressure, when the pocket breaks down, he wasn't the most mobile guy in the world. You know, what does he do under pressure? And, and, He performed well under pressure at Alabama, but he got it so infrequently that it maybe was a little bit easier. So I think that's the big question about him. You know,
2: it's interesting. I feel like we've gotten to the point where any college quarterback that has a big statistical season, especially in the SEC, automatically jumps into this first-round conversation. And it's like we've gotten past the idea of you can be a good college quarterback without necessarily being a great pro pro pop prospect. And I think Mac Jones had an unbelievable season, and I think Kyle Trask had an unbelievable season, but I'm not in love with either of those guys. Yeah, I certainly could be proven wrong. I'm I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I thought Ryan Tannehill, when he made the transition from wide receiver to quarterback at Texas A&M, was going to be a future legit starter in the NFL. But I'm not in love with either of these guys in term of in terms of you know what I think that guy's going to go be a starter in the NFL for a decade.
27: But you know, last year in the offseason, obviously I was as a Dolphins fan, I was watching very closely on the quarterback problem because we knew they were going to take quarterback. Yeah. And one of the guys that was in the discussion was Justin Herbert. And honestly, I thought I, I thought Herbert will be a total bust in the NFL. I'd watched the guy play at Oregon. There were games where he just made awful throws. You know, his bad reel that ESPN's got a good reel and a bad reel, the good reel they use when they talk about how good a quarterback is, the bad reel, a video they use when they talk about, you know, the mistakes he made, his bad reel was awful. I mean, he was throwing bad read interceptions. That guy was tremendous as a rookie. I mean, I'm, I'm willing right now to say I was wrong about Justin Herbert. So, yeah, I, I, I've i always said this. There is no science to evaluating quarterbacks, none whatsoever. Um, I, I'm not saying it's only a guess. But I think the NFL has proven, and it's every franchise, every franchise has missed a quarterback. I think they've proven there is no science to evaluating quarterbacks. There has to be some element of luck to it that you pick a guy and he turns out to be the guy you thought he was going to be. I, it's just, there's just no scientific method that you can use to say, this is, this is a, you know, the, the, the uh, group of data we have from this guy on the college game. So that's how that translates. To the NFL game, you just it doesn't exist. So you have Tua
2: in Miami. Mac Jones is going to be a first-round draft pick. The narrative surrounding quarterback play at Alabama has changed pretty dramatically in the last six, seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. And so the question becomes, who's next? I mean, the assumption is that it's Bryce Young, but he didn't
18: look great this year. I, I didn't think in the opportunities that he had, and that's not. The
10: Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in Glyckstep or online at bennelson.com.
11: Hi, I'm Dale Danks with the Danks, Miller & Corey firm. Our office represents clients and businesses across Mississippi. If you need a lawyer you can trust and who will fight for you, don't compromise. Danks, Miller & Corey, online at danksmillercorey.com.
20: Lee Temple, customer, Clark's Construction.
14: We had a complete bathroom renovation, all the way from the tile floor to countertops and everything that goes with uh, with a bathroom. We checked with other folks to see how they had worked with Jerry, and we always got some uh, some good reviews, and never did get one that was uh, that was not good. And. Yeah, you know, the trust issue was, was not an issue with Jerry. I'd say he's a five-star.
20: For a construction company you can trust. Call Clark's Construction at 601-214-9463.
1: Mississippi's official midday meeting place, The JT Show, tomorrow morning at 10 on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Don't think he's the best quarterback in the SEC. We think it's Matt Corral. We had one
2: listener that told us we were absolutely crazy for thinking that, and I, and I felt like maybe he was missing the point—not what we believe, but what we think is going to actually happen. Do you agree with that? That
27: that ultimately it'll be Daniels that gets first-team preseason All SEC. Probably so, and I'll tell you. And I think by the end of the year, Corral will have better numbers. Does that mean he's a better quarterback? I don't know, but he's certainly in a more prolific offensive system under Lane Kiffin than anything Kirby Smart ever rolled out in Georgia. Um, I, I think what is will Matt corral will be penalized for the loss of Elijah Moore. I think a lot of people will look at that and say, Yeah, well he's good last year but he's still into an NFL receiver in Elijah Moore. You know, let me let me see him throw to guys that, you know, were backups last year. And I, I think a lot of Matt corral and I think a lot of Lane tiffin is a quarterback coach, so I think he'll have a tremendous year. But I think what people will do is they'll look at J C Daniels and say, okay George Dickens is a good receiver you know, Daniels is more, maybe more of a pro prospect. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I think Daniels will be 13. But I think at the end of the year, the numbers for Matt Corral will be better than J.P. Daniels' number. And yeah. a lot of that's just system. I mean, different a better offensive system than, again, anything Kirby Smart's ever had at Georgia.
2: We'll pick up right there. Kirby Smart. That was a big topic of conversation yesterday. We'll do that when we come back with Ryan Brown.
0: This show was previously recorded. This show was previously
1: recorded.
16: I listen to it at work.
1: At work. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. Did you get that memo?
7: Yes, sir. <laughs>
2: We continue now on the Farm Bureau phone line with Ryan Brown from Jackson, Birmingham, on your radio. Glad to be with you on this Friday afternoon. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, and Brian Haydad. So here's where the conversation started yesterday. Ryan, Borky pulled up the numbers for cumulative recruiting rankings over the last five years. And Georgia is actually just ahead of Alabama because Alabama had that one outlier, what was it, four seasons ago where they had the number seven class. All of Georgia's classes have been one, two, or three in that time. And so they were the highest ranked cumulative recruiting class in the country over the last five years under Kirby. And so it led to the question, is Kirby underachieving at Georgia? Let's kind of start there and then spot I want to branch off into. So base level, do you think Kirby is underachieving at Georgia?
27: Well, I I think one thing that goes against him in this discussion is Nick Saban has conditioned us to think that when you recruit that way, you should win a national championship at least every other year. (laughs) And and Kirby has not won one. I mean, honestly, if you compare Kirby Smart to Mark Rick, it's Mark Rick 2.0. The only difference, obviously, being coaching in a national championship game, but Rick did not have the advantage of the college football playoff, or he probably would have as well so uh, i i think it looks a lot like georgia looked early on in mark ricks now rick couldn't really maintain that and if kirby only maintains that i do think it'll be a disappointment he was hired to try to replicate what nick saban has done in tuscaloosa and he did it early on but he has not been able to maintain it um i think based on those expectations yeah he's been a disappointment i i think it's harsh it feels harsh to call them a disappointment because they've, you know, hung around in the top 10 for a while. They've won an SEC championship, played for another. They've played for a national championship. I think most media program in the SEC would trade spots with them, um, other than Alabama and maybe LSU. So, you know, that, that said, you're at the top of the SEC, even though you've underachieved a little bit, maybe. So I, I don't, I think disappointment would be a strong word to use here. Uh, and I don't think that's what you asked me, did you, did you ask me underachieved?
2: Yeah, I mean underachieved is, is what I asked. Yeah. But I mean disappointment is is yeah. a fair word to slide in, but but kind of layer two of that conversation is Kirby seems to be the last holdout in terms of transitioning to a wide open, explosive, fast throw it all over the ball yard offense. And I feel like they kind of made that he maybe he thought that he was making the transition when he brought Todd Munkin in But then the quarterback thing went sideways when Newman opted out and it took a while before they got to the point where they started to look like a modern offense and maybe they're not going to look like the Georgia of old going forward. I I don't know if I'm projecting too much when I say that or giving too much credit. Does that make sense?
27: No, it does. I mean, he was the last, it seems like he was the last guy in the SEC to get the memo that we're not playing, we're not winning with defense here anymore. We're winning with offense. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I don't know if it was stubborn. You know, look, I mean, you got to call it like it is. He he has not managed the quarterback position as well as some might have. It's not to say they've been bad at quarterback. Certainly, you know, uh, he had pretty good quarterback play with Jake Fromm. But he let Justin Fields get away, and Justin Fields may be the second overall pick in the NFL draft this year. Um, you know, his, his quarterback, and Bennett, was was your guy. I mean, he missed a quarterback this year, and J.T. Daniels, I guess had he been healthy enough to start the season would have saved, you know, his mistakes there out of the transfer portal. Um so I don't know. I mean Kirby Smart has swung and missed the quarterback a little bit. He swung and missed the offensive coordinator a little bit, he hasn't been able to get it right. And I don't know if it's just the coordinators he's hired or if it's his philosophy that keeps them really kind of playing the way that Alabama played in nine, ten, eleven when Kirby Smart was there in Tuscaloosa. And it's like Alabama changed and Kirby never changed. So um, I don't know. He's got to catch up, though. It, I think it's abundantly clear the way you win in this conference right now. And it's not by ball control, burn the clock, and play defense anymore.
2: Ryan Brown visiting with us. We're talking college football with him on this Friday afternoon. This, by the way, is a little bit of a departure. Not that basketball has been a huge topic of conversation because the teams, Ole Miss and Mississippi State, prior to the last couple of weeks, have been kind of boring. We've been talking a ton of college baseball. I am curious, is there any, like, groundswell of interest for the college baseball season with Alabama and Auburn with you guys or
27: just not at all? Uh, Not really. No, I mean, I think, you know, we're both of them. (laughs) At least you're honest. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. And I've had this conversation with people in Mississippi before it's always intrigued me how popular it is in that state uh and it just doesn't it doesn't resonate here it really doesn't and you know maybe if the teams got back to Omaha I mean both Alabama and Ormond have been to Omaha in my lifetime so you know maybe if they got back it would be a little bit different but it's it's just struggled it struggled to catch on I mean it's something I think. You know, when the SEC tournament rolls around, you've been there. I mean, if Alabama and Auburn oh, and yeah. and Hoover, they'll pack the joint out, right? Um, Absolutely. I used, to, I used to joke that's why Jim Wells was so popular as the Alabama coach, is. it really didn't matter what he did in the regular season. He would go win that tournament in Birmingham, and Alabama fans loved the guy. Uh, with with 14,000 so people team. in the stands. Yeah, I mean, that would be the only game they'd see all year. A lot of Alabama fans, you know, hadn't watched the game all year until they <laughs> showed up at the Hoover Met. And that was before the SEC Network when the games weren't on TV. So, yeah. honestly, it was the first game you've seen all year, and 14,000 a game would show up. Jim Wells would win the thing, and it'd be a hero. So, Here, here's you
2: know, the I mean, crazy thing, Ryan. So, ne- next weekend, opening weekend, you got right. Old Miss Mississippi State and Arkansas from the SEC, along with Texas TCU
15: and. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, freezing rain, then freezing rain and sleet, high near 24. Tonight, cloudy skies, low all the way down to 9 degrees. Tuesday, mostly sunny, high near 27. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 18. Wednesday, rain in the forecast, mostly cloudy, high near 41. And for your Thursday, 60% chance of rain, cloudy skies, high near 38. This weather, service of our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard
18: dealer in Brandon.
4: Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. I'm sure by now you're aware of the shortage of ammunition that shooters and hunters are experiencing nationwide. Right now, we have a good supply of popular calibers like 9mm pistol and .223 rifle, as well as others that we're offering at fair market prices. We do limit the amount you can buy each day. At the range, we'd rather everybody have some than a few buy it all. I hope you'll come visit us soon and check out all the many things we have to offer at the range, a totally new and different type of gun store. Pelium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow
0: your business with Pilium By improving business practices with technology driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pelium.com.
15: The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769
16: 208 8283.
15: Once again, 769 208 8283.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. There are warnings to stay off the roads across the state, and this just isn't for today. MEMA Director Stephen McCraney says normal response times are going to be longer.
17: Not because uh, the, that the emergency workers are not out there. Uh, the Highway Patrol has has definitely increased their visibility out there, and they're looking, but we just have a lot more work to do. Um, everybody's going to get seen. Everybody's going to get helped, but uh, you're, you're going to be in a queue, so to speak, because we're might be trying to clear a road to get to you.
16: And that means you could end up waiting for help in freezing temperatures. If you do hit a patch of black ice, don't hit the brakes. Instead, let off the accelerator and go with the natural flow of the vehicle. Vaccination sites are closed today due to the weather. The Mississippi State Department of Health says any appointment scheduled for today will automatically be rescheduled for the same time on a different day. I'm Kelly Bennett, Supertalk Mississippi News.
4: Hello, I'm Will Noble from Moore, Mississippi. I'm proud to be a catfish farmer. And being selected as Mississippi's Catfish Farmer of the Year means a lot to me. I pride myself in raising healthy fish for you to enjoy. And they were raised right here in America. So please make sure you and your family are receiving the best U.S. farm-raised catfish. This message is brought to you by the Catfish Institute. For more information, visit uscatfish.com.
25: Bull. When you listen to other wireless carriers, bull is all you hear. They talk about great deals, but it's never the price for one or two lines. One line with AT&T is 60 bucks. At Verizon, it's 90. Enough bull. Get the new C Spire real deal plan. 10 gigs, 45 bucks per line with auto pay. 45 bucks, no bull. C Spire. For a limited time, get our best 5G phone free with trading. Head to cspire.com for details.
3: back in Sports Talk Mississippi, Michael Borky here with you on this, uh, well I don't know if you call it snow, it's uh, a combination of snow and ice and other crap and it's just the worst snow day ever, it's the worst because you can't have fun, you can't play, you can't really do anything, I'm sure the sledding is great, and so I guess you could do something, but uh, not ideal, if we're going to be snowed in, I would like there to be, I don't know, actual snow that you can play with and build snowmen and throw it at people. Instead, it's just rock solid, at least in my yard. It is rock solid. The road in front of my house is completely frozen over. If I had a pair of ice skates, I wouldn't really know what to do anyway, but if I had a pair of ice skates, I could probably travel on the roads that way, but hope you guys are being safe out there and uh, enjoying your snow day. Most of you were going to have the day off anyway, so enjoy your snow day, but glad you are spending a little bit of time with us. Uh, Usually at 4 o'clock every Monday, we do a segment called Winners and Losers, but because of the nature of our situation today, uh, in the 4 o'clock hour, you heard an interview with Mike Bianco, but we'll do that right now, a bit of an abbreviated version of of winners and losers with you. I don't have the bumper music in my home studio, so you're just going to have to pretend, you know? Just think to yourself the whole, you know, all I do is win, win, win music and, you know, DJ Khaled and all that good stuff. But winners and losers on a Monday and first, um, my winner, it's kind of an underrated storyline. Uh, people aren't really talking about this so much, uh, nationally anyway, or at least around SEC, Circles is the real winner, I think. The biggest winner in the Jeff Levy staying at Ole Miss thing is Matt Corral. Matt Corral has not had offensive coordinator continuity at all. Uh, I mean, since high school, this would have been if Jeff Levy did leave and take the UCF job if it was offered to him. Um, that would have been his fourth offensive coordinator in four years. He of course was in high school and then learned the Phil Longo system. And then Longo goes to North Carolina. And then you bring in Rich Rodriguez and Rich Rodriguez decides and Matt Luke decide that apparently Matt Corral is not good enough to play quarterback in the sec, even though he just broke uh, a bunch of records his past season. Hmm. Wonder why they are where they are right now. Big mystery. That's for sure. um, but anyway, Matt Corral, I think he's a winner in this, getting some offensive coordinator continuity. Ole Miss did have, statistically, in conference play, the best offense in the history of the conference uh, last year. And having to go to another offensive coordinator, learn another system, I mean, that just that's tough on a quarterback, especially after the hand he's been dealt in his short Ole Miss career, at least before this past season. So getting some offensive coordinator continuity is big. Really big for uh, for Matt Corral. Also a winner from me. Usually we'd be getting these from you guys as well, but save them for tomorrow. We'll do this again tomorrow, I think, as long as I can actually get to the studio tomorrow. We'll see if we can pull that off. Other winner is uh, a guy named Ryan Vargas and Alvin Kamara. So Ryan Vargas is a NASCAR driver. He drives in the Xfinity series. Uh, He is just 20 years old, and if you look at a picture of him, he looks younger than that, Uh, but a NASCAR driver. Uh, Apparently, he has had TikTok, that social media app, on the car, but not this week. So he puts on Twitter, just a few hours ago, Hey guys, I don't normally make posts like this, but headed into the weekend, we have no primary sponsor for the Daytona Road Course. He said, we're working hard to secure partners for this year, and if you or someone you know is interested, reach out, let's make this happened. And first of all, credit to this guy, Mr. Ryan Vargas, if I'm saying his name correctly. Hopefully I am. Uh, for being humble enough to recognize, like, hey, man, I need sponsors. Somebody help me out. That um, Not a lot of people would do that on social media. So I respect the hustle. Uh, we get a reply to this tweet. Somebody says Alvin Kamara. Because, by the way, Alvin Kamara's been interested in NASCAR lately. Kind of something he's gravitated to. Somebody added him and said, hey, you can be a car owner for one race. Try it out with Ryan. Alvin Kamara replies and says, okay, how do I do this? Ryan Vargas, what's up? Ryan and him have since uh, touched base, and apparently Alvin Kamara is working on becoming a sponsor for a NASCAR in the Xfinity Series this weekend. I think that is so funny. I mean, I hope Alvin Kamara just makes it like the Airheads car or just puts a big picture of his face on the hood, you know? Uh, smiling with uh, with his gold teeth and, and his dreadlocks and everything on the hood of a NASCAR. I want to see that so bad. Uh, I have, uh, obviously, an affinity for Alvin Kamara, but the Alvin Kamara-NASCAR crossover you didn't think that you were looking for, but yet here you are, and, uh, and you got it. So that's potentially coming as early as this weekend. Alvin Kamara's face on a NASCAR. And we'll get Gary in the studio here soon to talk about uh, Daytona and all the stuff coming up in NASCAR. You guys have really responded well to that. Another loser. Well, actually, we'll turn the page. Those are my two winners. Turn the page to loser Lorraine Grose. I think I'm saying her name correctly, but honestly, I don't really care if I'm not. Lorraine here is the daughter of the guy that designed and crafted the very first Lombardi trophy. And here is what she said in response to Tom Brady tossing the Lombardi trophy to a teammate during the boat parade.
12: And it takes a lot of work, a lot of hard work, um, a lot of hours go into it. It just really upset me that this trophy
4: Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at The Range in Gluckstadt. I'm sure by now you're aware of the shortage of ammunition that shooters and hunters are experiencing nationwide. Right now, we have a good supply of popular calibers like 9mm pistol and .223 rifle, as well as others that we're offering at fair market prices. We do limit the amount you can buy each day. At The Range, we'd rather everybody have some than a few buy it all. I hope you'll come visit us soon and check out all the many things we have to offer at The Range, a totally new and different type of gun store. Hey
24: Tom, looks like you're a few guys short today.
5: Yeah, one's been out with the flu, another is at the ER, and Lydia at the office has a sick child. Where's Randy? Another contractor offered
24: benefits. You should call New Care MD. They offer full service medical care, flat monthly rates. Your guys and their families get same day appointments and minor emergency service. Contact New Care MD at newcaremd.com today to
0: learn more about how you can provide affordable direct primary care to your employees.
1: Employers, are you looking for new employees? Spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard to find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967, now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford.
0: Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
14: Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an Mark. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special Mark pricing and special Mark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days, that's five months before your first payment and still, interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase 2 to 1 over the next best-selling brand. So stop by Frederick's Sales & Service on Old Highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Exmark mower that best suits your needs. At Frederick's, we are the Exmark Experts, 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing and supporting our customers with legendary Exmark quality. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993.
19: dot com
13: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
3: Counting his money instead, um, he's probably having a very uncomfortable conversation with the guy that gave him the $50,000 loan to put it on a prop bet for a guy streaking in the Super Bowl.
24: Hmm.
3: It's Sports Talk Mississippi on a snow day. Michael Borky with you. We'll be right back for your final segment on this Monday. Don't go anywhere.
0: This show was previously recorded.
13: Nothing brings people together and forms a lasting
12: bond like
1: sports. Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your favorite teams like no one else. On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station.
3: great song. This is fantastic. 80s at its best. Quinn says, Happy New Year. Told my wife I had to season some pots that I inherited so I could have uh, a toddy and listen to you guys in the garage. He sends us a picture. He didn't lie to her. Maybe he had a little extra incentive, but he did not lie to her, which is what is important. Happy New Year to you, Quinn, and all of you that listen to us here on every show at Super Talk. Been a a unique year. Richard signed off with it yesterday, so I'll spare the, uh, the poetics. But we hope all of you have a great night, a safe night, and a happy new year. There will be a best-of show tomorrow. College football playoffs going on during showtime. And it's New Year's Day. So we'll be back with you on Monday to kick off a new year going to be even better than the one we just had. Which, through all of the crap that we dealt with, numbers had growth which is remarkable. So yeah. thank all of you, and when things get back to normal, looking forward to even more growth. By the way, do you have any plans tonight? Do anything?
26: Yes, uh, we have a family tradition, and I don't want to hear about it because we're going to say, like, why isn't there like every day?
1: A Super Talk Mississippi <laughs> media production.